What is up, L's and G's? It's WAN Show time again. We've got a lot of great topics for you today, starting with that. That's right, it took me 12 long years to finally be right about this. The hard drive is officially dead. Sort dead, of. dead, and buried. Sort of. Completely dead. Allegedly. Also, what else are we going to talk about today? Oh, yes, we've got a big update for you guys on the community controversy that was caused by tech YouTuber Linus Tech Tip Sebastian doing uh. a computer, well, a server build for one Dream, a game streamer who appears to have um, legions, legions of whatever the opposite of a fan is. Right. What? Nafs. Hate. <laughs> You're cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I... Are you ever going to collab with someone who like doesn't have a lot of controversies? Maybe on? it's just kind of my jam. Maybe it is. What okay. else are we talking about uh, today? There was a bunch of games that are announced, but they're not in the dock. Uh, we're going to talk about why we do shorts. And we're going to talk about, yeah, the games. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be in there. We're going to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, no. I don't need it. I don't need the notes. Yeah. All right, let's jump good. right into our first topic of the day. Microsoft is flexing its industry-wide power muscles and trying to kill hard drives as boot devices by 2023. Apparently, they had already tried to pull this move in 2022 with the idea being that Come on, guys. At some point, we are going to have to design windows to assume a solid state drive rather than a hard drive, you know? And, and you think about how messy that transition was. They, they should have just done it automatically with Windows 11, but sorry, keep going. They you think about how messy that transition was. I mean, for a long time, it was actually detrimental to the health of your computer to run a defragmentation operation on your boot drive if you had an SSD because it would just completely unnecessarily wear out your NAND flash yeah, cells. Absolutely. Right? Like Windows was hard drive first, hard drive only, really. And then SSDs came along and the compatibility with SSDs was in a sense really kind of bolted on. I mean, uh, when especially in the early days of SATA, when we were using you know AHCI, we were plugging into these like SATA three gigabit per second interfaces. We were not really getting the full capability out of that flash storage, not even not even close, right? And then over time, it's become kind of a pretty good bet that you're going to be running an SSD. But the problem is that many, many computer manufacturers are still out there trying to, it's not even a matter of saving a buck. That's the thing that drives me most crazy is that you can get an SSD, a basic SSD for cheaper than a basic hard drive. Yeah. But because less total materials, computer manufacturers are not willing to market their product right? They just want a higher number so that whatever stickers on the shelf helps shift more boxes without them having to educate the consumer. They've stuck with hard drives so that they can advertise a greater capacity of boot drive. And honestly, you can go back so far and find this behavior. Apple, credit to Apple, Apple moved the industry forward by offering the MacBook Air with only an SSD. 
Yes. The early MacBook Airs, which had 128 gigs, I believe, was the base capacity of the original MacBook Air. Yeah. They didn't have enough storage on them. Honestly, the MacBook Air was such a boon for external storage devices. Do you remember that? Yes. That was actually huge, but sorry, keep going. And that aspect of it kind of sucked. But I remember, as an enthusiast, as an enthusiast and not really a Mac user, all right? <laughs> I remember having one of the most frustrating interactions that I had ever had in my life. I had, this was my uncle's business partner. It's prime. And they, they owned uh, like a, a ski lodge thing together that I got to visit sometimes. Okay. And basically he was going on and on about how amazing the Mac was and, how, and, and his proof, his proof that Mac was superior to PC was, he opened it up. He's like, look how fast it is. Look at this. It it resumes like instantly. And like you open up the the finder and it just pops up. And I'm sitting here going That's you, just an SSD. Yeah, you can do that on Just the things. PC manufacturers don't have the stones. They don't have the they don't have the foresight to go and put something good in the machine and then say, "Hey, this machine is really good." They would rather just install the cheapest possible components and get absolutely smoked in terms of real world usage, in terms of the user experience of sitting in front of this machine. It's and like that used to that used to be an interesting thing too, because like back when I worked at Best Buy, people would come in and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I want a MacBook," and I'd I'd poke a little bit just to see why, because they they would mention like I'm coming from a, a Windows laptop, I want a MacBook, um, and I, I wouldn't say no because hey. Those MacBooks sold for a lot of dollars. Get that commission, baby. But uh, there's no commission at Best Buy. Um, yeah. But the uh, I, I would still ask, and they would often be coming from like a bottom bin Windows laptop, and they're like, "Yeah, it's slow and it sucked. So now I want to buy a MacBook for two and a half grand." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, if you met somewhere in the middle, yeah. <laughs> you could solve a lot of those problems." Yeah, you I don't could know. pick up a decent Windows machine for eight hundred, nine hundred. $1,200, $1,300, really nice machine for, for that much Back money. Back $1,300 was like pretty excessive. Then you yeah. could go to the store, buy an SSD, put it inside it. Boom. Amazing. You know, but the, but the problem is that they, like I said, the, the, the root cause, the root cause of the issue is that PC manufacturers weren't willing to do the work. Totally. They were afraid yeah. that if their machine, apparently I got it wrong, it was actually 64 gigs on the... I remember it being brutally small. And this was a $1,000 plus machine, to be very clear. But they weren't willing to put the work in. They weren't willing to message it. They were afraid that if they built something fast, something tuned for performance, something that truly was different, that they, 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 they they wouldn't sell as many, and that they would have to actually lift a finger to communicate about the benefits of solid state. And, I mean, right now, you guys are probably listening to me talk about this going, well, Linus, obviously it's a little more complicated than that because everyone knows that a solid state drive is way better than a hard drive. Not back then. But you got to understand, no. this was over 10 years ago, yeah. right? So let's go ahead. What's really cool about the internet is that on sites that just archive everything like YouTube, we can go back in time. Okay. And it, see what it was like back then. Quick interjection. Back then. Like, Back then. All the old WAN shows are corrupt. Back then. I, I actually know that. Um, I've seen a lot of people messaging me about that. Can the audio is still good. That? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know if I care. 
I don't know if it matters. If it, like, I, if yeah. I was smart, okay, I would probably delete all the old WAN shows anyway <laughs> because people have been canceled for less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only reason why I do care is they get recommended a lot for some reason. I that I can't explain. It's, yeah, it's a pretty funny thing. How many know. people have? Like ancient WAN shows sitting in their recommended. Do you want to watch this random WAN show from like green and purple with corruption yeah. all over the screen? Yeah, yeah. I like, don't stop recommending these broken videos. I don't get it. It's You'd... probably not good for like your channel stats because people are clicking on a video and then going, "Oh, it's broken," and just leaving. I don't know. It's probably just video by video. I, I'm not going to stress too much about it. All right. I do not know what is happening right now, here but it doesn't matter. Page renode. All right, here we go. Check this out. So, uh, see this? Okay, so this is a response to, remember when we could see like-dislike yeah. ratios? This is a response to people disliking this video. It was nothing but a helpful comparison video. Right, because this came five years later when everyone kind of had, had clued in. Okay, so here's a comment talking about the future. Uh, great demo. I switched my tablet to an SSD. But this is exactly it. I was putting in the work to educate about it. I was like, look, yeah, it's a lot smaller. Okay, I get it. But trust me, there's a benefit. Okay, so let's uh, let's find... Uh, okay. But there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear around SSDs. Thing is, I have hard drives that have been spinning nonstop for over 10 years and have never failed. SSDs don't seem to last. Okay. That was a big... So back then, there was a huge amount of education around... Yeah. You talked about it, right? Don't defrag your SSD. Yeah. There was a huge wave of education about how to not ruin your SSD. Yeah. And people treated them like they were handling like glass. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, no one cares. <laughs> they um, just thrash them and they're like, yeah, whatever. And, but back then, they are very careful. And people just like... They didn't understand what the benefits were or weren't. Here's someone asking, does an SSD improve actual gameplay or just load times? No, it, there, it would have no way of improving gameplay except in edge cases like open world games like World of Warcraft. As you walked over a threshold, man, the difference between having a hard drive and loading in those fresh assets off of an SSD, night and day. I was going to say, asset loading was actually a thing in, in regards to, to gameplay. Night and day. <clears throat> um, here's a big one, okay? Tarati says, for the price of an SSD, you can get a two terabyte hard drive. I think I'll deal with it being slower for the extra space. And that's fair enough. Remember when that was huge? I remember when I saw my first ever one terabyte hard drive and I was like, whoa. But there were also a lot What's of comments. There were a lot of comments like this that were far more aggressive, basically saying, you know, it's it's stupid. And I'm having a hard time finding them right now because I guess YouTube does a better job of of surfacing stuff that's not toxic. <laughs> These days, they're definitely here somewhere. Um, okay, blah blah blah. blah. Okay, I'm uh, aware so what of that. What you're saying is, is, is your your claim is fake news, and everyone is actually very uh, accurate in their in their comments. Mm, no, I oh, definitely, I definitely darn. remember it. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to find it. Why don't you go ahead and do my do? Okay, one of the big ones was that the way people used to compare the speeds of these devices was in sequential read and write speeds, and yeah, compared to a hard drive, an SSD was only twice as fast in terms of sequential speeds, or three times as fast at best. Bring back the random then. in, dude. But it was all about the responsiveness. And as soon as you actually sit down in front of a machine with an SSD, even back then, it was a night and day difference. 
I'm going to have to see what I can find here. All right, Luke, do you want to do another topic while I see if I can validate that my 12-year-old memory is actually is actually right? Because apparently I just have no idea what I'm talking about. Sure. Um, there's a lot of these where I want to bounce off of you, like the Summer's Game Fest. I want to, I want to say some things. Oh, I can respond to stuff. I just need to be able to. Okay, Summer Game Fest. Uh... I haven't seen anything about it, so I might not have much to contribute. There, personally, I don't think there was a huge amount of stuff that I was like super hyped for. Also, um, I saw some 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 memes, some memes about how it was like summer leak fest because, it, like, a huge amount of the stuff that was there I had already heard about right through like random various leaks. Uh, Modern Warfare Two remaster or whatever it is, and it's coming to Steam. Um, I didn't really care. Then I watched the gameplay video. It sounds really good. It looks really good. Interesting. Could be cool. Cuphead DLC thing finally coming. Kind of exciting. Cuphead's actually really sweet. Uh, there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's Revenge. Really? It actually looks awesome. I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, I think that just straight up means I'm a boomer, but I'm excited for it. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's called Shredder's Re Revenge. Let me look it up real quick. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, but, 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 but initial release date 2022. I don't think it's available yet. I think it's available like end of year. Mm -hmm. um, trying to there was a really funny interview. They're like remastering uh, The Last of Us 1, which feels interesting because it's like, I believe it released on PS4. Like it's not even an old game. Uh, maybe I could be wrong about that though. It doesn't seem that old. I think There's it was about only 10 years ago. Two is out. Really? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, The Last of Us One. Yeah, I think it was about ten years ago, man. Twenty thirteen. Woo. Okay, sounds good. Well, they're remastering that. Um, <laughs> and I guess the the two main like voice actor people watched the trailer for the first time there. Yeah. And the interviewer goes like, "So, first time you've seen it, what'd you think?" And the the person's like, "Um, yeah, first time we've seen it," and then stops talking. And the other one goes, "Uh." And then it just goes back to the interviewer. It was so awkward. <laughs> it actually looked really good. Like the remaster looks very good. Was like this very just high one of quality. Those things where they didn't know what they were or I, weren't allowed to say. I think they were not like prepped for it, and it just ended up being really awkward. It like it didn't. It the trailer was not a problem. There was nothing for them to like actually react that way to. Like it, it was completely fine. It's yeah. not one of those issues where they ask like the Star Wars actors what they think of the Last Jedi, and they're all like cringing like it wasn't one of yeah, those okay. uh but it was still really funny to see um what else was there i don't remember the name of the game but there's effectively dead space 4 that i think a lot of people are really excited about i didn't play dead space back in the day so i'm not as hyped for it personally right but i everyone i've talked to about it that did play dead space back in the day is like you have to play it because it's gonna be amazing so i'm pretty excited about that um there's another game is it called Stormgate? Let me look it up. Stormgate. Yeah, Stormgate. Uh, a bunch of the old developers from like StarCraft split off. Yes, I saw that. I did see that. Made a new studio. I was super hyped for this. I watched the cinematic. My hype has died down slightly. Yeah, but uh, come on, a cinematic. You can't judge a game based on a cinematic. I agree, but the quality of the cinematic 
did not exactly seem high. I might that might be because I'm used to Blizzard stuff, and it was very Blizzard styled, right? But it wasn't Blizzard quality, um, cinematic quality. Just to be very clear. They're particularly good at cinematics. I just knocked the mics around. Um, but yeah, it's an RTS, and it was like you know an RTS cinematic where it has nothing to do with being an RTS. Sure. Uh, so it really like who knows? I'm still excited. Command and Conquer it. called says that cinematics have everything to do with being an RTS. Dude, the Command and Conquer cinematics are on another level. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's... <laughs> what was I'm gonna go to the last place not corrupted by capitalism? Space. <laughs> it's like the best, the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, I'm still excited for this. It's uh, they're they're gonna bring competitive scene to it, which is exciting. Uh, because Blizzard just like completely abandoned the StarCraft competitive scene, even though it was one of the biggest esports of all time. They're just like, whatever, we're going to let that rot. We're going to actually like actively hamper Diablo the, Immortal. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I want to make that a thing. If you ever want to buy something really stupid, you're Diablo Immortaling it or, or, or DIing it for short. Um, okay. Yeah. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make that. It's not gonna happen, but I'm gonna try anyways. Uh, but yeah, they they're also saying. The first truly social RTS. This is the part that I'm particularly really excited for. There is a lot of different co-op modes. The campaign is able to be played co-op, which is very uncommon for RTS games. Yeah. There's also co-op versus AI modes that aren't just an AI that plays, as far as my understanding goes, it's not just an AI that plays like a standard player setup. Right. It's like you and your, your bros against this like monumental force. They don't. They don't just like. Oh, they start with a base and some miners, and they have to grow their thing. Like it's a massive battle that you have to wage, which is cool. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm still excited for it. Cinematic didn't exactly get me hyped, but I'm still excited for it. Um, and there was a bunch of other stuff, but I don't remember all of it, and I don't think it's a super big deal because a lot of it was leaked anyways. And you can go watch the trailers if you're interested. Here's my problem. Okay, I can find replies to people who are being super toxic about it. Uh, but I can't find any of the original comments because this is, I believe, pre-YouTube having nested comments. So it's impossible to track back a conversation thread. But I can find people replying. You, you can see, like, you can see the evidence. I, yeah, yeah, but it seems like it's basically gone. So I, I don't think I've gaslit myself here. Um, okay, here's, here's one, like, uh, a doubter. Can you prove the temps on the two PCs were the same, though? I noticed in the beginning of the video, the tower had its side panel on, which would give good airflow. Like, basically saying, oh, this speed difference is impossible. It must be it must be a disadvantage for You're overheating. the hard drive. Um, here's another one. Okay, so here's someone replying to... Uh, compared to the... Okay, it's only 13 more seconds to wait for the hard drive to open MSN Messenger. That's not a long time to wait. Well, yeah, 13 seconds every single time you do anything is actually a long time. And then this one is a reply to... Was that Jake Tyvee? Did he get a beard? Peter the Eater says, guess we have to agree to disagree. I cut my loading what? time from 53 to 32 seconds, switching from hard drives and RAID to a micron SSD. I'd say that's a big difference. So this is clearly a reply to someone who's like, it's not a difference. So it's I, I can't yeah. I can't find any of the original comments here really but yes there was some super toxic stuff like here's someone replying to a doubter it's not only boot time the entire system is faster that was a big perception was a huge that one. 
SSDs only improved boot time. No, that was actually not the benefit. That was one of the big points of that video was that this is not really the benefit. I mean, the, the Windows operating system itself is, is actually not big when you're, when you're booting it up, especially back then, like Windows XP, Windows Vista. They, they weren't huge. They didn't actually take a long time to boot. And Windows, or Microsoft rather, is really good at taking all of the OS files, putting them in one place, so that when you boot up, you are reading it all sequentially. Now, it shouldn't matter anymore. And once Microsoft can design an operating system around that not mattering, Maybe they would take a different approach. Maybe they might not write it all sequentially. Not that you can write sequentially to an SSD anyway. The controller will just spread everything out, however, is most efficient in terms of wear leveling so that it doesn't just kill this one uh, uh, kill this like one NAND flash cell and then the rest of them are all yeah. fine, all brand new, right? <coughs> oh. All right. What do we want to talk about next? Should Dream. I, should, I, should I address the controversy? Yep. I don't know what it is, okay? Is it bad luck? Is it my complete inability to do any kind of due diligence? Yes. But I have managed to go, what What am I, like four for four, choosing extremely polarizing figures to do collab builds for? We got Too Mad, we got PewDiePie, we got Hasanabi, and then we got Dream. Am I, am I missing any controversial figures? At least, I think what's kind of saving you a little bit is that due to your complete and utter lack of due diligence, like literally none done at all. Like, I don't know if you guys understand, but like the Too Mad collab, literally just someone tweeted him and it got a lot of interactions and he was like, uh, I guess I'll give computer. There was no thought done. Okay, anyways. So, <laughs> but I think what has saved you about that is that you've scattershot so wide <laughs> that you're clearly not aligning with anything. So it's okay. just like, oh, whatever, I guess. All I right. don't know. I think I think that can be used in your defense. Hold on. Someone adjusted this chair so it doesn't go back because they're a monster. Oh, I do that all the time. If you ever did that, I'm, I'm with you. I got you. Stupid. Does this one go back? Okay. Oh, men of culture. No, if you have to check if it goes back, then it's clearly not a problem for it to go back. Well, I'm not sitting like that right now, well, what but do you it's mean amazing. Like that, one sitting, really interesting thing. Up? What do you mean? Like, why would you lock it? What? How would you? What? Yeah, you just sometimes move, I want to sit like this. You just move backwards. It's, I don't want to sit further back than this. This is well, exactly then, as much back as I want to. Then sit. don't use your muscles. Why? Because it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate it. Ah, yes. Why do you want to be like that? Well, because I want to... Why would you ever want to sit back like that? Because I want to be comfortable? I don't know. And, like, if I adjust in my chair, even if I'm not going all the way back, I don't want it to, like, flop over. Well, it doesn't have to. You just use the core. That has nothing to do with it. Like, if I'm scooting the chair around, I'm moving the chair around, but not touching the back of the chair, I don't want it to rock backwards. Well, it wouldn't. Look, I can it scoot totally it around can. as much as I want. Well, You're very small. I think this is just different. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about? <laughs> the dream machine. Right. So, I was aware of one particular dream controversy before yeah. we agreed to do a build. I knew there was... I think the whole internet was aware a of A Minecraft speedrun yeah. record thing. I will tell you what I knew before... 
I agreed to do the build. I knew that he had misrepresented the um the the mod status, I guess. It was like a mod that changes the uh the random the RNG so that okay, okay. Um, I thought there were two things was what I thought. I don't actually know what it ultimately was because I don't really care about Minecraft speedrunning. Um but my understanding was that there was like a perfect seed for the there's like an ideal seed for the world that makes it easier. And then there was also some kind of mod that increased the likelihood of certain resources coming up. And both of which would obviously be fairly beneficial for a speedrun. Not allowed then, in speedrunning, but could be good for content creation for whatever reason. Sure. Then my understanding is he denied it and people were super mad. And then ultimately he came clean at some point. That was all I knew. As soon as we started teasing the dream build, by which time we had already like acquired hardware, there were it, it, we were not gonna we were not gonna not build it at that point. Uh, people people pointed out their their personal issues with us collaborating with Dream and took um, and felt that he was not a uh, a figure that we would want to be associated with. So we can we can find some of these much larger threads on Reddit than I would have anticipated. This is actually not the biggest one, I don't think. Uh, why is this thread locked? Okay, I gotta talk to I gotta talk to the moderators over on the subreddit. We don't actually run the subreddit. Um, one of our one of our principles is that we don't um, like we don't lock criticism of me or of LTT, like if it turns into into personal attacks or anything like that, then is the criticism on there about Dream though? Because uh, we we have in the past protected criticism of of other people and other creators, just not us. Uh, well, that's how we do the forum. Everything that I read here was pretty like objective. Oh, okay, never mind. There's a reason given: locking because y'all can't behave. Okay, all right. So fair there, might be, there might be a bunch of moderated comments you can't see. Yeah, yeah, that that's fair enough. Okay, so this was what ultimately spurred me to talk about it on the WAN we, show. We, we've got we've got Conrad in the chat saying it was pretty spicy. Got it. Okay, because so, I didn't. Uh, I I actually wasn't yeah. intending to address this on the WAN show at all because from my point of view, yeah, it had more dislikes than a typical LTT video, but it actually. It wasn't that far off of in fact I think it had a I think it has a better like dislike ratio than the two mad collab. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even that that crazy brutal or anything like that in terms of the like dislike ratio. Here, let's go find the two mad one. I'll show you guys my I'll show you guys my dashboard here. Let's check out my dashboard. Um like this ultimately generated net new subscribers, uh, which is which is which is good. In terms of engagement, it generate. Oh wow! Whoa! This one started out so bad in terms of like dislike ratio, and then became almost channel average. That is crazy. Okay, this is so annoying. It used to be that you could just take a little bar down here and you could just drag a thing and you could select a new time period so you could go look back at like the first week of it really easily. But now YouTube in their infinite wisdom has you key in values instead because 
That's definitely faster. Thank you for this new, much better dashboard, YouTube, that I love so much. This is really fast. Cool. Appreciate you. Okay. Wow. It really wasn't as bad as I remembered. Maybe I'm just looking at the wrong date range. Man, either that or my memory is just absolute trash and everything that... Oh my... Okay. This drives me crazy. You guys saw what I did there. I typed a one when I had my cursor in the <laughs> middle of the thing. Okay. I, I, what did I do? I, I can't remember what I did. The point is that was that was stupid. 2020. Okay. I hate this interface so much. It makes me not want to look at my stats. It's, it's such a pain in the butt. You click on it and you got to go. Okay. Oh, nine. Uh, and then. I don't know. Let's go 20. What was what was the first day like? Okay, let's look. Yeah, it was only 90. Yeah, it was 95%. That's actually that's actually not that bad. Okay, so that apparently was not nearly as bad as the dream machine. Let's bring up the dream machine. Okay. So here it is, guys. Uh net 500 subscribers. Um it's it's a it's an interesting thing to see people speculate about how many people are going to unsubscribe because they, they did this or, or whatever else? Subscriptions are not really a measure of almost anything anymore. They've become almost irrelevant on the platform. Yeah. Like it's definitely good to have subscribers, but the, it's just one of many signals that Google takes and then uses to recommend content to you. And recommendations are far and away the most important way that you get views on the platform. So having subscribers, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's good to have positive signals where people demonstrate that they want to interact with your channel. But it is, it is not, not what it used to be. But either ways, clearly there wasn't a mass exodus of, of people um, due to this video. And then in terms of like-dislike ratio, it's at about 90%, which is far from our worst. Um, yeah. so about seven more people out of a hundred clicked dislike instead of, instead of like on this video. And then what was really interesting to me was the, the reason that most people who were upvoting this thought that, um, you know, I had done the video was for the money. His response will basically be dancing around the idea of we did it for the money, but like, that's actually not the reason at all. We, we, it was sponsored by Keoxia, but we could have sold them anything. We just were already doing it. And a, and a really standard content piece for a long time has been providing creators of servers. Yeah. Like, I, I got to start with the Sevitus collab. Was that the first one? I believe that might have been the first one. Yeah. yeah. And we've been kind of just, well, you have been kind of going for it. Yeah. Ever so since. we've collabed with Austin, Ijustine, uh, Marquez. And then smarter every day. Uh, smarter every day. Yeah, we've we've done uh, we've done a fair number of these. And the funny thing about it is, I think as soon as we went outside of pure tech collaborations, I, I started to get messages from people who objected to us. Like I feel like I feel like maybe there's more more of an emotional element to things outside of tech. Like the tech community overall seems tech to keep its always nose been pretty very clean. chill. Yeah, like we we've talked about this on WAM before, but. There's there's very little drama amongst uh, uh, tech YouTubers, I find. Yeah. Everybody's kind of got each other's back. It's it's generally pretty good. 
So I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to These say about it other than, you know, hey, thank you for thank you for letting us know how we how you guys feel about it. Um, I'm not going to give a take on it other than to just tell you guys the simple truth is that oh, big, interesting. big creator asked for an intro through someone that I knew um, needed a server set up that I knew we were qualified to help with in a way that I thought they were probably going to get pretty screwed if they went with a standard like networking contractor for sure i got uh, not just not just for well okay yes for sure for real for sure um i would dream definitely overpaid for aspects of this build out that we weren't involved in but it was one of those things that i like i looked at and went like i we can't do everything Mm -hmm. so the parts that we're doing I know he's getting a really great deal on because we got a lot of it provided. And even what wasn't provided was done through partners that we know are not going to overcharge for things. We know the setup is exactly what he asked for, for better or for worse. Is it overkill? Um, Yes. But that was what he wanted. So fine. Okay. Um, so that was ultimately why we did it. We did it because they reached out and we thought we could do a really great job of a sick content creation setup because we we know our stuff we've actually settled on a build very similar to what he has for ourselves that was it um riley and anthony though both put in takes on this so and interesting enough uh there was there was one i'll jump into that in a second but someone pointed out that the like to dislike ratio on the dream server on Flowplane was way worse than the like to dislike ratio of the dream server on YouTube. That is not unusual. Yeah. When we do something where the community by and large, uh, when we do something where it's a funny thing, the really dialed in viewers, I, who I feel have more of an emotional connection to, to our brand and to our personalities and to our content tend to be far tend to take it far more personally when we do something that disappoints them. And honestly, Makes sense. it's really valuable. Yeah, that too. Um, you guys are a huge part of the North Star that I think keeps us on the right course. And just because we weren't going to change the plan for this one after the initial tweet, like where the server was built <laughs> um, on this one, doesn't mean that we're not taking that feedback really seriously and we're not going to try to do better. That's, that's ultimately really, really, really important to us. And will continue to be important to us as we build out labs and as we build out additional channels and as we continue to grow, because we're getting to the point where, man, like our corporate culture, what even, what even is it? It's not just me and people I think are cool hanging out and making tech videos anymore. Like we're up to, we're up to almost 80 people now, including Floatplane. That's a lot. I don't even interact with some of them on a weekly basis. I don't even interact with some of the people who work here on a monthly basis. And it's not because I'm just like hiding in my ivory tower, hiding in my corner office. I just, I can't. If I talk to, here, let's, let's some bring Some of the out... Floatplane people have probably been a few years at this point. Calculator. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, so 80 people. If I talked to them for just five minutes each, that would be 400 minutes. Divide that by 60. I would spend an entire day a week just interacting with people for five minutes. And it's like, yes, that has a value. 
but it's also probably not the most important thing I could be doing when I could be shooting videos. Yeah. That's what that's what we try to do is we try to optimize how much time I'm in front of a camera shooting videos or working in pre-production shaping what videos will look like whether ultimately I host them or not. Um right so do you want to read Riley or Anthony's take? I'll go with Riley. Sure. Should I go first? Go for it. Riley says, Dream seems like a young content creator who stumbled into a number of controversies by not doing due diligence. Weird. Interesting. Mm. Uh, being kind of rude on Twitter. Whoa. Ah, I don't know anyone else like that. Um, and buying slash sharing accounts used by others who use them to post dumb things. I haven't heard of any of that, but I don't, I'm not up to date on the Dream stuff, to be very clear. Um, he's consistently apologized and tried to make things right. But frankly, the dude probably needs to take a step back and reevaluate how he can be more responsible with his platform. Anthony's take. I was personally aware of the speedrun cheating via Carl Jobst, but figured Jobst. that was in the Jobst, sorry. But that was in the past. It wasn't until the reaction to this video that I became aware of some of the things that Dream and his fan base have done. So I count awareness as a win, to be honest. We didn't glorify anything about him in the video, though we did make reference to the cheating. Um Oh yeah, I was gonna mention that is something that, is... that we did, and that had nothing to do with the community's reaction to it. We were just we were memeing. Like what what what, the, what do you the, want? The not glorifying thing has been consistent across a lot of these, which I will I will give props for. I mean, with the particularly the leftist PC, we were just having fun with it. Just, I yeah. just went, man, let's make let's build the reddest computer. Yeah. I I, I wasn't taking a side as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah. Um so that's all I have to say about it is I guess that's a bit of a cop out. Because really the question people should ask and would ask, I think, is would you do it again? To be fair, I, I think I, so. I think that was asked with um, a few of them and it's still happening. So, yeah. But what I think we should do is at the very least, let the community know earlier in the process. Now, I don't think that we have ever collaborated with anyone who is just far and away just horrible and toxic and we have turned down opportunities we have turned down large content creators where we just went i'm sorry your your compass is askew we actually do not want there to be any perceived public al alliance here um but i i'm never going to i'm never going to take someone who made mistakes and crucify them for that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Sam Hyde collab officially confirmed. To be to be frank, though, one thing that I haven't done a ton of research into is the allegations that Dream has weaponized his fan base, because that's something that is not cool. But yeah. as someone who has been accused of doing that before, I know that it's not always sus. black and white. Yeah. Yeah, I've also seen other creators accused of that when it's like super obvious that that isn't what happened. Like their fan base might be doing something that's bad, right? But there, there's been situations where it's pretty obvious that the creator did not put them up to that. Now, creator's responsibility in that regard has kind of changed over the years because now that people have witnessed this stuff happening a lot, uh, I think a lot of people are going, 
oh, okay, I have to almost like actively tell people not to do this ahead of time. Yeah. Which was not something that I think creators knew back then. Um, so now that's something that is like I mean, happening. Which Snizzard is over on Floatplane says, tweeting about how much he likes when people delete their Twitter accounts after he goes after them makes his apologies kind of hollow. I'd say that's pretty toxic. Um, that seems rough. A lot of stuff, I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know anything about it. I've never... There's a bunch of speedrunning stuff that I am into. I have never been interested in the Minecraft stuff. I got nothing against it. It's just not really for me. Here's an interesting question, though. HQ216493 says, How scary is it that you'll probably lose sponsorships as testing and projects with the lab expands? Um, it's not that scary. Most of our sponsorships are outside of tech hardware these days, and that's been something that we have very intentionally Big transitioned push. away from yeah. over the last, really, five years or so. In fact, I would say, okay, sponsors for the WAN show today. How many of them are how many of them are tech hardware? We got Squarespace, we got Vulture, which is a, like a, a a server hosting server host. yep. No, no uh, service. And we got XSplit software. Like completely fine. Everything is totally fine. If tomorrow we we made every single tech hardware manufacturer mad, this WAN show would generate exactly the same amount of revenue for the company. Literally exactly the same amount maybe more because you guys would probably you know get in here and start buying some stuff on ltt store send some merch messages actually i think we have a, an ltt store promo that i should talk we about. do oh okay first i have something controversial ah the first one of the show <laughs> what is it tell me what you think of this so is this the shaft color change? Yeah. What color was it? It was uh, it was a shiny, it was a dark nickel black coating. So it was just darker? Well, it was black. Oh. Yeah, the shaft was black. Oh, I thought it was still silver. No, it was black. Uh, I don't know. Seems cool, considering I didn't realize it was different. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. What do you guys think? I think it would depend on the colorway of the rest of the screwdriver. Well, that's it. Oh. You're holding it. Well, no, but there's going to be different ones, right? Well, uh, you've said that. There's going to be an orange one with an orange ring here and an orange cap. Okay. There's nothing else that I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, yeah, no, that's cool. I like it. So the reason that this was so... The reason that there was so much discussion around this was that one of our goals for the screwdriver had been like, you know, matte black, okay. top to bottom, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just something really sexy looking. Yeah. And we spent a ton of cycles trying to find... I thought it find... looked good. I think this looks good. I think they both look good. We wanted to try to find a material that would allow us to go... I mean, we even did these like black coated tips and yeah. stuff, which by the way, has an actual benefit. I think it like hardens the, the tool steel more or something. Anyway, cool. uh, the point is that we wanted an all black design. And this is what we have announced to the community is the, the black shaft. But what we found, and a lot of this is based on community feedback as well, is that we have seen significant wear on the ones that we've been daily driving internally as we've continued to test the product. Oh, like the coating. Yeah, the coating would chip off, especially working on things like computers, where you're likely to be screwing something in with a heat sink rubbing on it rub. as you're as you're screwing in. And especially if you're moving quickly, you might bump like the frame and stuff. Yeah. So that makes sense. 
we basically had to make a call. Do we want to build a product that looks amazing on day one and then looks beat up six months in? Or do we want to build a product that looks, in my personal opinion, not as good on day one, but have it look exactly as good in six months? I'm pretty neutral about the color difference. I'm also actually pretty neutral neutral about the wear because sometimes with tools, I like showing like, yeah, this one's been through some stuff. Um, but I don't think it should unnecessarily be that way. Um, so I think I'd support the the silver shaft. When are we going to see the screwdrivers? Oh, crap. A lot of float plane chat is like, I want the wear one. Uh, oh, balls. If you check uh, your laptops, you should have the newest newsletter, which goes through yes. uh, the actual changes, yeah, the that, colors, and that, everything like that. That actually fairly recently came in. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's here. If you guys aren't subscribed to The Leak, which is the LTTstore.com newsletter, you guys should definitely get on there. Uh, we don't send them out very often. <clears throat> um, but this one is LTT good. There's, a, there's some sort of some personal writing from uh, Kyle, who is our uh, engineering manager that has a firm silver shaft. Um, okay, um, that's a really awkward way of wording that. That is, that is good. Um, but yeah. Here are it here are some, some of the, the prototypes yeah. showing kind of what they look like. It's not a really nice wear. I can tell you guys this one is mine. This has been the one I've been using for about the last three or four months. So it's uh, three or four months of wear. Should we do a do a and you, so you can kind of extrapolate how much worse that's going to get over time. Should we do a poll? See what people think. Or do yeah. you just not want to know? Does the new polling system work? Not yet. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do you want to do a yeah, normal one? Do a poll anyway. Okay. Uh basically oh, Okay, according to the newsletter, we've settled on silver, but now you guys are all going, I want it to be, I want it to be black. Um, guys, it really, oh man, it really does not look, it really does not look that good once it's worn out. It's not that great. So there's this a, is the plan for the final driver. It's just a different style, man. Yeah. It's just a different style. And at the end it says, oh, by the way, buy a party shirt. They're freaking awesome. It's exactly the right season for the party shirt, by I the way. I should get a party shirt. There's been a few things that I've gone to where I'm like, I should wear a shirt like that. And I don't have one. Yeah, I should get one. party shirt's super awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, get that poll going, I guess. And uh, why don't I why don't I do a, a topic or something while we wait? Or can why don't can we... you help me propagate the, the poll? I'm going to post it in Floatplane chat. Okay. One of our other big topics for the day is, of course, oh my goodness, Bill C11. Yeah, we missed that last week. Oh, Digital First Canada has a pretty good summary of it. For those of you who are not in Canada, this could still have an impact on you because essentially the gover the Canadian government wants to step in and regulate online platforms like YouTube in the same way that they regulate traditional media. So that could include things like forcing a platform like YouTube to serve a certain percentage of types of content that the Canadian government deems Canadian or deems that Canadians must be exposed to through their recommendation engine. Essentially, what it's going to do, in as far as I can tell, is clutter up your feed, <laughs> in a nutshell. And... Uh, part of the whole push, and I haven't actually looked into C11 as much. I did a ton of reading about C10, which was the predecessor to C11 that didn't end up going through, including talking to the like deputy whatever who was who was working on the legislation. 
And I got to tell you guys, essentially, as far as I could tell, it was a government cash grab so that they could take money from digital platforms and spend it funding content that no one wants to watch and then jamming that content down your throat in order to justify the money that they took to produce that content. And it's such a it's such a, a last decades like not even last decade, it's last century's solution today because it used to be that, yes, there were voices that couldn't be heard because of the structure of traditional media, because of the cost of creating traditional media. But YouTube already fixed that. Literally anyone with a $40 phone off of eBay can be a content creator now. That's it. The barrier to entry is basically zero. And so there there are massive creators that consistently get huge views and have like massive, massive audiences that exclusively film on iPhones. Well, yeah. A hundred percent. Like there, there's one of them that they're they're this is not great, but their their archive system is literally just when the iPhone fills, they just get another iPhone. Also, silver is winning, but ooh, is it close? And the, the votes are piling in pretty quick. So we'll see if it retains. It is not retaining. It is getting really close. All right. So... A lot of people are saying I should have added a I don't care option, but I, I actually specifically want to see just the people that have opinions. So. I should get back to the I should get back to why this matters to you if you don't happen to be Canadian. It is my personal belief that if the Canadian government manages to extract this funding from, you know, platforms like YouTube or Netflix, actually, I think Netflix does have Canadian content uh, obligations already, but platforms like YouTube or Twitch, for example, if the Canadian government manages to extract this money, if they manage to push their agenda forward, whatever it happens to be, whether it's a French language agenda or some other kind of agenda, I think it will embolden other world governments to pull similar moves. That's why I think this matters to everyone. Uh, man, and the, boy, then there's just all kinds of, man, there's so many problems with this. This is, in order to qualify as a Canadian content creator, this is a really funny one. Creators have to submit a huge pile of forms to prove the nationalities of everyone involved in a project. They have to provide a detailed budget and an explanation of the project's theme and subject matter. Is your content Canadian enough to qualify for consideration by the CRTC? See, we've already dealt with the Canadian government because yeah. we've had to uh, dig through all of this paperwork in order to qualify for production services tax credits. And it is, they have so many other more important things to deal with. Basically, these tax credits are supposed to be to make, uh, to subsidize uh, like new media, essentially, right? That's why they were created in the first place. But it is so onerous to actually go through the process of applying for and getting approved for them and actually receiving them that no new media startup can actually do it. You can't afford to do it. We were only able finally to afford to go through these processes a few years ago. And I can tell you even now, even today, I don't think we have our 2019, uh, 
do we even have 2018 fully processed yet? I don't think so. I think 2017 was the first year, and then everything else is like still sitting so you, in this. You can't afford to do it until you've grown a lot, and then you're not going to see the benefits from it for, for years. Potentially years. So you have to sustain yourself through that whole thing. So it's really not helpful unless you're a large company. Yes, with big pretty money, much. which is what it always comes back to. And like, I, I mean, I brought this up. I think you did as well. And nope, there's like almost certainly nothing that's going to change to make it more attainable. So it is what it is. On the other hand, Riley writes, local community focused content has clearly taken a hit in the Internet age. That's fair. I mean, one of our writers, uh, Jonathan Horst for Mac Address, actually used to host for uh, for Shaw. I think you can you can still find these old videos. It was like a, a community, uh, like a community channel that Shaw produced. Uh, Shaw Jonathan. I, I I will be honest. When I am on social platforms and I see things that are much more local, and I can tell that that platform is feeding me stuff that is local, I do like that. Do you? I, I don't. will say I do like that. I give. I give zero Fs about that. I give Fs. Not oh, a ton, but okay. they exist. Uh, he didn't host this one, but here's an example of something that Jonathan Horst produced uh, when he was working at Shaw. Uh, this is Shaw's Shaw Spotlight channel. My understanding is that this is part of Shaw's obligation. They have to produce this like small, small time, small towny content. Uh, Shaw Community Link. Here are some mental health services that are available in Manitoba. Uh, this kind of this kind of stuff. Uh, three-year-old in mission is battling a disease. Like like local 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 news, local content. You're right, Riley. There's been there's been a, a big hit to what really matters in your own community and having access to that information right in front of you compared to just more easily making your way to the lowest friction, most bombastic content on the internet. Yeah, and I, I find if if like if there's a news outlet that is hyper local, they are not always going to have just the most negative possible things to talk about. Yeah. So sometimes they will talk about positive things, uh, but if you are completely global with your news, it's the the thing that's going to trend to the top is just the worst possible thing at every point in time, and there's always going to be bad things going on. So it's just negative all the time. And if you look at hyper-local stuff, you see some like good news things, which is kind of nice to 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 hold back the brain rot. Uh, this is one of the closest polls we've ever had. Hold on. We'll talk about the poll in a sec. Okay. Riley also writes, YouTube's algorithm, as far as we can tell, I mean, it's a black box, so I don't know, but doesn't appear to be designed to consider locally mated content over any other kind of content. He says maybe that's something that should be changed. But... I can tell you, as a Canadian content creator, I don't want my content served preferentially to Canadians. And I don't want Americans to not have access to my content because what? I happen to live, what, 40 kilometers? Sorry, excuse excuse me. 25 miles from... I think it's a content difference. From, from a border, from an arbitrary line that some, some people with, you know presumably big wigs or whatever drew on a map 200 and however many years ago like what how arbitrary is that in the global era like i yeah i think i think i think it's a content difference like if 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 there's a channel on youtube that did like news in the lower mainland 
why would someone from Utah care about that? Um, sure. But, but I think it would be kind of neat to see myself. So I would like it to expose me to that. I don't think it should be applied to everything. I don't think the approach... Vancouver. Like, there's already solutions to this. That's not YouTube. I, well, yeah, but who cares? They'll People will surface stuff and you can go find it there. That, like it's crowdsourced. Not really how that works. What do you mean that's not how that works? That's literally how r slash Vancouver works. You're not it's allowed to self-promote on r slash Vancouver. No, no. If it's good, someone else will find it and put it there. I then you don't have to look at anything that's garbage. Don't want to hang out on Reddit? It's not really what I feel like doing. I mean, you don't have to hang out on Reddit. You can just go look at it once in a while. I, I find local news when I need to. I'm just saying I would like to see this stuff on YouTube. And I don't think it should be a ham-fisted approach to everyone, and I don't think the bill is good. Like I like I said, I don't think your stuff should be localized. That doesn't make any sense. You're not making content local to Canadians. There is no value in that. There's a the majority of stuff I watch on YouTube, I there's this Australian channel that I've been looking into recently called I Did a Thing. Right. Hilarious videos. I don't need to be an Australian to enjoy these videos. Okay. That it's, there's no value in that. That does not need to be localized at all. But it would be kind of cool if maybe like creators had some amount of control. Like, is my content more localized? Because maybe you don't want your stuff showing up in recommendations to someone when yours is like hyper-localized news. Mm-hmm. I don't want it showing up to someone in Australia when my news is hyper-localized to the lower mainland. They're not going to like it. They're going to click off quickly. That's going to hurt my channel metrics. I just want it going to people that might actually care. That could be an interesting option. I mean, that's something I've asked YouTube for many times. The problem is that as soon as they provide tools like you're asking for to creators, they game them. That's why keywords, that's why tags don't do anything anymore. That's fair enough. Because everyone just loaded up with whatever the highest performing tags were. Oh, so you just go to like, you you you, you say it's hyper-localized to some area. Yeah, yeah, that's Garbo. So it's just... And like I've I've told I've told YouTube things too. Like, hey, I think this one is gonna really appeal to. Like, could I have a tool where I say, hey, I think this is really gonna appeal to, like these groups or or this or whatever else. Like, can I can I give can I give the algorithm some hints? And they're like, no, because as soon as we let you do that, people will ruin it. Then you'll abuse it, and then the signal will be meaningless, and we might as well have just not bothered. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. So the problem, in a nutshell, is that C11 is a super, excuse me, a super ham-fisted attempt to solve a problem that, frankly, I don't think most people care about. And if they did care about it, there are solutions. This this should not be solved this way (laughs) at at all, uh, if it's even solved at all. And to be completely honest, YouTube does some amount of it already. Like, if you scroll down a little bit on the main page, you can get down to, like, Canadian news stuff. It shows up. Zelnor on Floatplane says, J.J. McCullough did a video about him actually going and talking to the politicians in charge of C11, and it was not great. I mean, I I can tell you guys from my conversation, basically, it started out as, no, no, this is really about empowering smaller creators, and ended with, well, what about what basically it ended with well what about funding content that nobody's going to watch in a nutshell and i was like okay but why why if no why, one's going to watch that? it why did we make it yeah if it's going to get literally 30 views why did you even do it why not just why not just make an ad for whatever it is that you wanted to say and just run it on youtube then like it would have been way more efficient 
I like I just I, I, and if it's if it's about like Canadian history or something like that like there's there has been better ways to do that that have been done um what was that like Canadian history moments or something that used to show up on TV I don't remember what it was um and there's there's history channels on YouTube that talk about things that are like not the most riveting ever um but they do it in ways that are very engaging there's right. a there's a two vote gap in the poll. Let's have a look. I think we're being trolled um right now. <laughs> in a nutshell. It's been really close the whole time. Okay. Uh should we open this up to the broader community? Uh it has been. So it Silver been. was ahead and then we yeah. sent it to Twitch and YouTube and it started fifty fiftying. So yeah, I don't know if it's a campaign or not. Sil- Silver was ahead on on uh flow plane. Okay. Well, all right then. I guess we're gonna have to I guess we're gonna have to figure out what to do about that. Guys, I really uh, I think this is gonna be one of those white mouse pad things where we've had so many requests for it and I've basically said no. You're not allowed to have a white mouse pad because you're silver's just gonna, completely fine. You're gonna ruin it anyway. It's gonna end up in a landfill. I don't think the shaft being black or silver is going to change the purchasing decision for practically anyone. Okay. Um, I think your thing long term, I, I think you will probably save yourself customer support requests and other heartaches by going silver. Oh, by the way, I would, I would throw that in the ring. Speaking of heartaches. My heartaches are over. This is the final ratchet. So are you? So are we producing? Yeah. So it's not going to be a hammer. No. Okay. No, it's not Good. a coal bar or whatever. One of the most remarkable nice. things I really like the ratchet about it is the very small amount of force required for the ratchet to yeah. activate. And what I did today to test it, I shot an Intel Extreme Tech upgrade for Ploof today, was I put a thumb screw on the tip of the screwdriver, taking advantage of that strong magnet. I put it into the case in a, in a GPU, and then without using the knurling to start it, started it. Oh. oh. And it did. That's pretty cool. It's like basically like nothing. So there, there's been ratchet. there's been some comments in Flowplane chat yeah. where people have been like, "I'm with Luke. I like well worn stuff." You'll still see some wear. Oh yeah, it'll still show wear. You'll it's still just, see wear on the silver shaft. Lake off. That's and, the difference. And and honestly, like the 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 people that don't like that are going to dislike that more mm-hmm. than you would like seeing wear on the other one. So I, I I I'm I'm honestly leaning more silver now. Um, I just personally, I would be happy with either is I think what I was trying to say earlier. Sure. Um, and there are things that I like about one and there's more things that I like about the other and it's just kind of whatever. But I think ultimately the more correct choice for a product that you're going to sell would be the silver one. Um, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. We should do some merch messages. Make it Cerakote instead. What is that? Oh, someone asked about like uh, like uh, powder coating. Definitely oh. not. Okay, Oof. one of the problems with doing any kinds of, of different finishes on here is that this shaft has extremely tight tolerances because it has to be fitted into the yeah, zinc so there's, housing. There's probably going to end up being like a gap in the... We literally have to redesign the, um, 
the sink housing a little bit to accommodate the sl or no, we have to change the size of the shaft because the like, I think it's like three or four thousandths of an inch that the plating added. Oh, mean that the fit is not quite oh, right. Oh wow! It's, yeah, but so, but that's done. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's easy. Okay, that is easy. What was hard was the issue we were having with the selector ring. So the ratchet worked great, except if you accidentally bumped the selector ring, which is here, then what it would what it would do is it would slip. It would slip uh, either out of a lock into ratcheting or it would slip into a locked position if you accidentally bumped it. Now you can obviously hit it hard enough to, to, to move it as it is, but it was incidental contact. And there was a reason for it that is hyper-technical and maybe we'll bring Kyle on the WAN show or something, or when we do the video to announce the launch of this thing, maybe we'll get into more detail on it. Yeah, uh, But it sweet. was an absolute nightmare to get it fixed and it is now completely fixed it's final it's done it stays in place and i am so excited because guys we have ordered every screwdriver you guys have posted comments about in our videos saying that they're better they're not it's we've exciting. ordered every single one are you still doing that like uh that event Okay, I guess we are not going to do the thing I said we were going to do because we are going to talk about the pop-up shop. Oh, okay. It's happening. It looks like it's going to be at Lab 2. The reason for that oh. is Lab 2, like I said, is not nearly as move-in ready as I thought Empty. it was going to be. Yeah. So what better thing to do with it then than host a pop-up shop where people can come and try the screwdrivers. We are also trying to get a handful of top of production backpacks there Ooh, as well. Ooh, that'd be cool. That's a good idea. That'd the backpack cool. is also in mass production now. Hey! Finally. All right, we got some good news. Finally. Good store news. Yes! Let's go. Finally good news. And what's cool is if we can manage to get even a few hundred backpacks there, then I will guilt-free open up back orders for it so we can address some of the cash flow challenges that we are having right now. Yeah, because as long as cust genuine customers have given genuine hands-on feedback, then stuff like back orders aren't as big of a deal. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna send this Cerakote idea to Kyle right now, but I I can tell you guys now if there's any amount of complexity involved in in making that happen, we are not looking for new. Um, we're not looking for new solutions. To yeah, try to... I don't. I don't think it's. It sounds cool, but at this point, like I think we just need to get the screwdrivers out. Um, idea for the yes. the pop up shop, putting a bunch of random people on a live stream can be very problematic. Um, yes, and has been very problematic in the past. So I don't think we should do that, except maybe exclusively on Flowplane, so we have more easy control of it. Oh, interesting. Because so you wanted you to do a do, stream at the pop-up shop. So the reason why is because I just brought up the like genuine reactions from genuine customers, whatever. Yeah. But we're going to probably end up making like a video about it or something. I don't know. So there would be editing involved. So we could be like, no, this is how they reacted. Oh, that's kind of a cool idea. This was it. This was the uncut VOD live. This is people trying the screwdrivers genuinely for the first time. No editing. Raw AF. I yeah. kind of like it, actually. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. But I think it's a little risky to throw that on like YouTube. Yeah. Because again, throwing random people on a live stream on your platform on an open channel has been problematic in the past. Yeah. 
I'm not trying to just pump my own platform, but it it like has been a problem. Okay. I will tentatively say, yeah, we should do that. We should have fast internet there by then. Uh, because this is other big news around Lab 2. Check out this. Community LAN. We've already, oh we're, we're brainstorming names. Oh boy. We're brainstorming ideas. <laughs> um, Chase figures we can get 200 seats in there while still having space for other activities. Okay. I was going to say, you can do a lot more than that, but okay. We could okay. do more than 200, but he wants to add projectors with party games. Maybe, I don't know about the renting arcade machines thing. We should definitely do food trucks in the parking lot, though. Maybe some sponsors. I mean, maybe we could like make some money on that empty freaking building he had the idea of bringing in portable mini golf but not in the warehouse in the office area so you're literally playing <laughs> mini golf in what will be the lab's office you should have you should have like the stairs be involved because it's mini golf so who cares and this is what it'll look like that might screw the walls up actually theoretically cool so that's 200 seats how are you guys going to do parking vip uh basically i think we're just going to say it's public transit only there is no parking. Do not park here. And it's bring your own computer? Public transit only? Ooh, that's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. I guess people will have to be dedicated. I mean, I've done it. Or get dropped off. Like uh, I, Other people have done it. Look, It's like, doable. I, I'm sorry. Get her done. And the reality of it is, is we'll say there's no parking. And people will people find gonna parking. They'll find grassy knolls. They'll find parking five blocks away. And they'll, they'll, you know, drop off their stuff. And then they'll go park. And then they'll go walk back. Like... We're just going to say there's no parking because we don't... I mean, there isn't. There isn't enough parking yes. for that many people. So We're like... going to make the, the parking lot will be food trucks and staff only. Cool. Because I'd like as many of our staff as we can to be able to, to come and hang out with people there. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is projectors here, maybe some sponsor booths, maybe try and make some money. Uh, Chase has got porta-potties in here, but frankly, I think at that point, you might as well just use the regular bathrooms. And then hire a cleaning crew for the cost of porta potties, right? Hire a cleaning crew to just come in and clean them after. Yeah, because you're gonna want to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, well, <laughs> definitely. No offense, gamers, but <laughs> a little bit of offense, gamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do some more. Uh, you gotta do some more. Uh, what aim labs? <laughs> um, his idea was oh to do goodness. mini golf in the office area, which I actually think is hilarious. Yeah, I don't know cool. that we would actually do that, but yeah. Um, and because this is our own venue, I would like to think that we could do it as an overnight event without too much hassle and uh, have some fun. Because what, what is the stand? Because that is an issue at venues. But what is this reason why? Insurance. Okay. So one of the things we do want to do is just because any, any event this large, you should just have a paramedic and a couple of cops on site just in case anything stupid happens. So we would do that. And at that point, I'm not, I'm not super worried about liability. We're talking a bunch of sweaty nerds sitting and playing video games. I don't think it's someone could have a heart attack. Okay, we had a paramedic on site. Like, what do you want? What else could we have possibly done? I think you'd sort of have to say that people can't sleep there. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably say that. Yeah, and people will. And someone's gonna fall asleep in their chair. And and you know, worst case scenario, we go be like, yeah, you can't sleep here. You're gonna have to go sleep somewhere else and come back. I, 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 we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, I wanna do it. Ball pit. Dude, I love the ball pit reference, but even when we did it at like that first LTX, yeah. so few people understood the ball pit reference. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's 
a funny chuckle as you walk in and then it's like a big area that no one cares about and you paid for it to be there and it's just kind of like eh. yeah so yes haha ball pit but but no but no but no <laughs> pretty exciting though right yes that's really cool yeah so yeah. we've come up Good with way to break it in yeah we've come up with the idea of doing a pop-up shop there and we've come up with the idea of doing um a land party there. So at least we're going to try and get some use out of it. I mean, it's got 300,000 watts of power. So I looked at that and I went, well, let's do something with it. Ramstein concert. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be sweet. Um, good way to use it as like an event space while still getting it prepped up. I can tell you right now, some of Chase's ideas are things that um, I'm not that into. Uh, some of them, though, are things I am super into. We definitely want to have like local servers there for games that still support local servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we definitely want to have a Steam cache there so people can get all the games they need. I think that'd be good content. Uh, just like an updated Steam cache. How fast can we download from Steam? Would be a super cool video. Like we could just say like, hey, okay, everyone. Okay, everyone ready? Let's go. Let's all download the same game. And like, see how hard we could hit a Steam Cache server. Be freaking awesome. Because um, it's the kind of thing that when it comes to real world testing of of uh, of these solutions, it's really, it's difficult. It's a hassle. It's like impossible for us to do it on our own. We can't build 200 machines to test our Steam Cache server when we do a video about it. We can maybe hook a few of them up to it and go, yeah, and theoretically it could go as high as this. But if we want to actually show this thing serving games at 10 gigabytes a second, well, we gotta like, yeah, we gotta get a few hundred people together yeah. and like download some freaking games. Yeah, it'd be sick. Um, scheduled games and small tournaments throughout the land absolutely gonna be a thing. I mean, I might just have a section that's just like, yeah, we're only playing the game I want to play. And if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> you down? You in? I am down. All I'm right. actually 100% down with that. That's Sorry, I was dealing with something. But that that is honestly, and we've talked about this on WAN before, but like <sighs> internet being really good hurt lands a lot um, because lands used to be you show up, you put your computer down, it's actually a LAN. It's not really a WAN. People like sneaker share games around a fair amount. Um, it's it's handled, it's fine. Um, people sneaker share games around and stuff, and then there's nothing else to do, so you game. But now a lot of people will use the fact that there's like the stupid things they do at home, like just sitting on Reddit or doing whatever, yeah. to avoid the more complicated interactions of social interaction and whatever else. So they'll just sit there and just browse Reddit at Let's a land. black hole Reddit. Yeah, do it. And Twitter. And everything. Facebook and whatever. Yeah. Just You're here to every, game. Every time we see someone doing something other game. than gaming, yeah. we're just going to black hole it yeah. immediately. You should, you should black hole everything on YouTube except for your channel. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're gonna watch YouTube, <laughs> you gotta watch a lot of detectives. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like you're going to a land, you're doing all this stuff. Like, show up in game play, yeah. and play the games that other people are playing. Like, uh, and if you don't yeah. want to, fine. Yeah, don't come. Don't show up. Save your money. Yes, 100. percent I'm not saying you're like a bad person because you don't want to play whatever games yeah, we put on the games list. Totally. But like, not everyone's comfortable with social interaction and all that kind of stuff. But like, and that's totally chill. That's totally fine. That's what the event is. But we should at least have, I think we should at least have a section that's like the no, we are gaming. We are gaming with the people here. And if you don't like it, 
Go find other people here. Go find ones you like because that's the whole point. Is oh, that could be kind of cool. It, so, 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 so that's what kind of the whole land is like. But there's different like the, kind of themes. Yeah, that could be pretty sweet. Oh man, you know what? Because some people cool? might just like hate shooters but want to be at a land. Yeah. Wait. What if we made the tables, like, like every all the power and all the networking per table, like just goes into one place in the middle of the table. And then, like, just the connections to the table locations are or just like one. Quick. And then yeah, you can, like, like a single 10 gig and a single around. big power connection. And then you could actually, like, relocate really, like, really easily and quickly. That would be so cool. So for, like, tournaments and stuff, you could actually, you like... You like, wheel your whole table to yeah, this new, like... You get, like, six people around <laughs> the outside of the table. You move. You literally plonk down next to the team you're playing. What's up, Man, guys? I'd love that. That'd or be like, so sick. You go, okay, everyone find a team for Worms Armageddon tournament. Go. By the way, you will actually move and sit with your team. So so what um oh, and, I might and this, be down. this might not be better, to be clear, but just to just to throw some input. Yeah. Um what the PAX LAN used to do for this when the PAX LAN was actually like really cool. Yeah. It's not that cool anymore. But when it was really cool, um, there was the bring your own computer section. There was the not bring your own computer section, which I don't think we're doing, but that's fine. Yeah. And then there was the tournament area. The tournament area was a set of tournament computers that were there by default ahead of time that we mm -hmm. might be able to do with those. Yeah. And then if you were to join one of the official big time main tournaments, they were going to like put on the big screens yeah. and stuff. You would just go to the tournament area. And so the team would be sitting across from you every single time, no matter what, without moving the tables and stuff. Yeah, we could figure that out. That might be a decent idea. I'm super down. We yeah. definitely... People are like, sounds like a waste of time for moving. Okay, you're at a LAN party. That type you of are literally paying to waste your time. Yeah. And that type of stuff's fun. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We're going to we're gonna figure it out. I think the actually like relocating for everything is prob probably not the smartest thing ever. But we could definitely have some extra tables set up, like you said for you know main stage main stage matches and you can also else. do like okay so that so we're starting a whatever turn worms tournament it's starting with way too many people to have them at the tournament tables yeah okay sure. cool but once we get down to like quarter the final rounds then they move to the tournament yeah. tables yeah yeah that'd be super awesome man i am i'm like so stoked that's exciting i almost feel like we it's should really do cool. like a small one as a warm-up just with like staff and staff and friends or something like that just kind of work out some of the kinks, figure out what we want to do in terms of, of like programming. Yeah. Not like like hacking the mainframe programming, but like like event programming, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I could probably I could probably round out some peeps. Good old, Whoa. Good old Stop. Stopping. Far now over in Floatplane chat says, okay, but what about two hundred gamers, one CPU? Okay, so now instead of a LAN, it's a content generation piece. <laughs> Look, can I can I help being a businessman? <laughs> no, it's good. We want that. That's good. Oh man, awesome! I kind of love it. People are like, "Is this a mini LTX or something?" No, it's not LTX. It's just a LAN party. It yeah. is not going to be branded LTX. I actually there's lots of LANs that have small little expo booths and sponsor booths and stuff that's not weird yeah, it's just that's to normal. make it's help make it sustainable like it, it's kind of the other way around from ltx ltx was a massive expo with a lan yep. there that was kind of awesome because it was hosted by dreamhack this is a big lan with a maybe 
a little bit of sponsor expo there. Having a little bit of sponsor expo is pretty sweet because honestly, something that's going to happen at lands is people are going to have problems with their computers. Um, and it's pretty common for the companies that show up to expo to have some stuff for sale or have some stuff for giveaway. Um, and sometimes people will be like, oh man, like my keyboard broke when I drove it here. I need a new keyboard. Um, and maybe there's like, just to throw a random name out there, Corsair. Corsair has a booth. They have some keyboards for sale. You can get a keyboard on the spot and keep gaming. I think that's cool. I've always liked having like at least a little bit of sponsor boost there personally. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. We should probably just try to make sure that like Memex is a sponsor or something. Yeah. Kind of the computers. Just like have some stuff there. Have, have some emergency fix things. And have your warehouse, like whoever's manning the booth, make sure they have keys to the store yeah. so they can like go get stuff. If yep. you, you know, you have a GPU die, you know, three hours into a LAN. That sucks. And the odds are greater than you might think because yeah. it's just been transported, yeah. right? Which adds wear to it, wear to the connectors, like all kinds of things. You don't think about what vibration does to things, right? Carting mm -hmm. stuff around is, can be really hard on it. Yeah, um, you're, you're definitely using it. Maybe the power's not as clean as you would normally have because you've got 200 people uh, connected to you know, like one freaking transformer. Like there's, there's a lot of variables here, right? And stuff can die and when you've got the, these kinds of numbers of people right 200 people if only one percent of people's uh, computers had some kind of a problem well that's two people that's that just people. have no computer now and that you sucks you don't want that to happen i mean what we could also do is make sure that we've got a couple of just a couple of completed machines that we could scavenge from if need be maybe we could just lean on the lmg uh you do have stores. to be somewhat concerned about those things not coming back like i like i've always kind of that's fair like enough. we're gonna have the means to take money from people because we'll be selling merch so yep. yeah that's fair enough yeah yeah i just i know like when when there's like those sponsor boost things and they're they're selling stuff it's still it's still cool usually they don't mark it up sometimes it's even discounted mm -hmm. um but even if it's not discounted like as long as it's not marked up for the LAN, then it's not a feels bad if you're if your card or keyboard died or whatever well it died it was going to die at home maybe I mean, the vibration thing, maybe not, but like it, you need to buy a new one anyways. You're not just going to get a free one that costs more than your ticket to the land just because you happen to be at the land. Bent Bob yeah. says uh, over on Floatplane Chat, I once attended a land party in a horse shed. The power was probably not great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's what cool. Else? You know what else is awesome? Our sponsors. Yeah. Hey. hey. Thanks to Mint Mobile for sponsoring today's show. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's a catch? There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family, and at Mint Mobile, families start at just two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash wanshow. That's mintmobile.com slash wanshow. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash wanshow. Very nice. Someone asked, uh, is the AC going to be functional? No. 
Yeah, I very told unlikely. Them. There's a there's a few ceiling fans. The AC for the for Lab Two is going to cost probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. So I need to sell <laughs> screwdrivers, <laughs> backpacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Is it okay? So question: Is it expensive in any particular way because of the lab? No. No, it's just... It's just... AC's just expensive. Really, really expensive. We've had a couple of heat-wavy summers here oh, in yeah. the mainland, and I think there's been a little bit of... I think there's been a little bit of profiteering by the handful of HVAC contractors in our area because Probably. traditionally, we haven't really needed it. And so there aren't... It's not a really well-established industry here in the way that it might be somewhere like Austin, Texas. To be clear, I'm not saying we don't have HVAC companies. We do. We have air conditioning. It's just that our capacity for it is a little lower. It's kind of like how, remember uh, remember how uh, maybe like starting three, four, five years ago, we started getting like regularly these giant dumps of snow and it had been like 10 years. We ran out of salt because we have salt trucks and like salt repositories but we just weren't prepared for yeah. that amount of snow for that extended a period of time. We, just, you know, we didn't have the infrastructure for it. So it's the same way where all of a sudden everyone and their dog is going, oh, wow, it gets really hot here now. I guess I'll install AC. So supply and demand, baby. Yep. Yep. We got a quote for $100,000 for a creator warehouse. That tiny what? unit. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I off. Because yeah. that's ridiculous. Oh my goodness. They wanted to put inducted air conditioning there. And I'm sitting here going, this has already got a completed tenant improvement with four discrete zones. What are you going to do? You're going to punch through gigantic holes in this building and run metal ducting? Are you an idiot? So we didn't, I don't even think we went back to that contractor <laughs> for a second quote. Because their, their suggestion was just so concerning. You just don't want to work with them anymore. Well, why would I? I've had experiences like because that. Because if they weren't complete idiots <laughs> or trying to take advantage of me, not yeah. knowing better, they yeah. would have quoted mini splits. Yeah. They're tiny areas. They're only a thousand square feet each. I was going to say, like, if you wanted a, a really rough solution, you could have gotten those like rolling ACs from Costco and, yeah. co and cooled that place. We could have cooled it with it's, that for a couple grand. It's a small place and it's very zoned out. It does not need like, yeah. So yeah. we got a new quote with mini splits and I think it was like a quarter, which is too much. But, but the mini splits is the nice solution. I'm not going to do it myself. Well, mini splits yeah. are a cheap solution. Because instead of instead of making space for giant air ducts, you just have to make space for refrigerant lines yeah. up to the roof. Yeah. You put your your outside unit up there, and then you just mount the thing to the wall, and boom, you're air conditioned. Yeah. So it's a, I was saying it's a nice solution compared to my like whole bunch of random wheelie Costco ones. Uh, Laddie says not a nice solution. A ground source heat pump could be very interesting too as a content piece if you could get details on them doing it. I had a cool idea. We were at, uh, were we at Brandon's house when I was talking to him about him? I don't know. Anyway, yes, we were. We were. We were doing Brandon's Intel Extreme Tech Upgrade. And he was upset because his Strata Council, which is a homeowners association for our, our American friends, won't allow window-mounted AC units in his complex. And he was like, well, that sucks because they're way more efficient than the floor standing ones. Also, they don't take up space on your freaking floor. Yeah. They're just objectively better. <clears throat> but the, ooh, they don't if, look nice. Yeah. Right. If you have a window to put it in. Yeah. And so I was telling Brandon, I was like, hey, um, 
with the way that your unit is situated, could we conceivably just stealth an outdoor unit by instead of having condenser like a, a big condenser and a fan right just burying like a geothermal loop in your lawn and then having some like very small stealthed compressor and like whatever an expansion i think the expansion chamber and the compressor still have to sit in an outdoor unit like it, would anybody ever go on that side of your house you could have you could even have like one you could have like some real plants and then one large fake bush yeah hopefully looks real and just like put it in the bush yeah because you wouldn't want to be a real plant because it'll kill it but like yeah that'd be that'd be pretty sweet (laughs) yeah so anyway we called bc1 call and it turns out that you can't just like get information about exactly and exactly where everything is in the ground that was the whole point i know so i think well the point is for contractors who have experience digging properly and know how to avoid things for them to get a general Mm. idea. But for just some idiot wanting to dig a giant hole in their yard, no, they're not really set up for that. I I love guerrilla infrastructure. I don't think any, um, I don't think any smart contractor would risk damaging their professional reputation by just going and digging up this lawn for us (laughs) to install like a non-permitted, non-authorized air conditioner. But I do think it would have been amazing, amazing content. Could you get a contractor to just dig up the lawn, though? Not even tell them what it's for? I think the I think the Strata probably wouldn't approve that either. Like, mm-hmm. If they won't even let you have an AC in your window, I don't think they're going to let you just turn your lawn into a dirt pile. What buttholes? Because you got to remember, part of the Strata's role is a landscaping and maintenance for the complex. So they're going to notice that. So the idea There's was a big hole now. <laughs> yeah, the idea was we like get in, rip it out, put in the stuff, cover it up, and do it all in like a day. So we have to. So we'd have to move fast. Or overnight. Yeah. Yeah, or that. Yeah. Oh, there's echo. Apparently, suddenly Linus Echo. Are you watching? Am I watching? Is someone watching? Uh. He's looking into it. And we didn't change anything. Oh no. What's the no? Um. Okay. You're good now? Yeah, you should be good. Okay. okay. All right, cool. All right. Apparently Luke is fine. All right, Nate. Uh, why don't we do some merch messages? Yeah. For all the super smart people who send merch messages instead of YouTube Super Chats. Uh, speaking of, there's a promo for LTT Store. Yes. Right. I we should use the... That. Oh, no, there is no banner thing because it's an automa- It's automatically applied in the checkout. Um, and it's if you add a certain sized mouse pad, 1,000 by 700 millimeters, Northern Lights desk pad, and any tote bag, you add those together to your cart, and the cart will automatically apply a discount that makes the tote bag free. Very cool. Can you tell we need cash flow? You might need a LTT tote bag to put your stuff in for the LAN. Yeah. Here's the tote bag. Got two different colorways and two different sizes. Love it. If there are, 
giveaway random contests at the LAN, which I expect there probably would be. I would be not surprised if most LTT merch worn at a given time was one of the sections. Oh, that's just hacking, telling them telling them the secrets. So it's the one meter by 700 millimeters size, I believe. So if you add one of those to cart and a tote bag, it is free. The tote bag's free. The tote yep. bag is free. All right. Hit me, Bell. Perfect. First quick message from Nick, because there was a lot of excitement around the backpack when we said it was in mass production. Uh, oh. That still means it's a couple months away. Oh, so, yeah. Just to set expectations. But yeah. First question here from Anon. Uh, I'm curious if inflation is impacting Creator Warehouse, and if you have any ideas of how to deal with it. Will you have to increase prices to cover costs? Oh, man, you're going to make me talk about inflation again. I don't need any more hot takes here, man. All right. Is inflation impacting Creator Warehouse? Inflation is, in a nutshell, yes. I keep saying in a nutshell today. I'm like hooked on nutshells. Bottom line, yes. But is the impact as much as other industries and other businesses? I'll be more blunt. A lot of companies are looting right now. Um, they're blaming a lot of it on inflation and they're massively ramping up prices and taking the biggest profit margins they have ever taken and calling it inflation. Yes. Yes, inflation is affecting us. We have had costs rise. Logistics costs have gone up significantly in the last couple of years. Um, labor costs are an interesting one because theoretically, as inflation spins out of control, uh, labor costs are supposed to go up. But my understanding is that real salary growth has actually not been that much. With that said, our salaries do grow. So that's not any different for us. Um, I think that Luke can attest to that he doesn't get paid the same as he did nine years ago, um, which is probably good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, Definitely a good thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think Bell gets paid the same as he did. When did you start Bell? Two years ago? Yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. I'm pretty sure you don't get paid the same as you did when you started. So, like, yes, um, you know, labor costs are going up. Um, but the thing is that, I, I, yeah, I think inflation's getting used as a as a boogeyman, as someone to blame for costs going up because you know. Look that way while I shove all the money in my bag. Yeah, like let's say you know, like an apple for example. The 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 cost of 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 an apple. Well, sorry, how does this go up? Okay, so the farm laborers might get paid more, but oh, that's good. And the the truckers might get paid more. Fuel costs good. are going up, and but the bad. fuel costs are only going up because the companies that produce fuel decided to raise the costs um the truckers are actually i don't even know has, has there been okay i mean i'd love to hear from you guys has there been significant movement in the trucking industry in terms of like real world actual salaries um you know farmhands are you guys are you guys getting paid a, a ton more the in the grand scheme of thing the actual the actual cost of that apple on the shelf like how much of that was actual labor in the first place and if it wasn't labor how is it inflating what what does that even mean? How did did, did 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 the land does the land cost more now to like sit there? Land prices are going up, but a lot of that is just exploitative speculative investment. That's not inflation. So basically it's complicated. <clears throat> yeah. 
And yes, our yes, our costs are going up, just like anyone's costs are going up right now, but not enough that we have actually had to significantly adjust our pricing up until this point. But you might eventually. Like we, it, it well, might impact something at some time. We might have to. Yeah, exactly. But it won't be because we just decided to take more profit. Actually, our our margins are very have been very consistent pretty much since we started. We take about a hundred points. So you can assume that our costs are somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 65%. And the, the, the more expensive the item, typically the less actual percentage uh, profit we tend to take on it. So that's why, that's why that doesn't just center on 50%. Um, that's why it could, could be lower. Like we rely on high margin uh, low ASP, low average sell price items like uh, water bottles or cable ties to help subsidize how much more difficult it is for us as a small company to do bigger ticket items like um, hoodies, screwdrivers, backpacks, things like that. So that's, that's typically what we target. And that might sound like a lot for us to sell something for $50 that we spend $25 on, but that is gross margins. That does not Just include... Yeah. The people who designed it. That does not include customer service. That does not include transactional overhead. That doesn't include R&D for future pro products. Like, Creator Warehouse isn't a crazy money printing machine. Um, and that is pretty reasonable for gross margins for, yeah. like, clothing items, um, consumer goods, that sort of thing. So there you go. From Carter. With gas prices rising the way they are, do you expect the market will accelerate towards electric vehicles? If so, do you think that that could lead to another shortage of components? Materials needed to make electric vehicles. Um, the the world is having a hard time producing enough of said materials. Um, yeah, I don't think that you could make more electric vehicles today if you wanted to. Yeah, pretty much. So we're just going to see more price gouging, more profiteering on, on electric vehicles. Um, there was a dealership that marked up. They did a dealership markup of a vehicle. This was on an F-150 Lightning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like literally... The price Brand. of the vehicle. Yeah. They marked it up. They marked up the vehicle by the price of the vehicle. So they just doubled it because there's so much like the automotive. It's very, it's very hard to buy a car right now. Um, yeah, it's really tough. Take care of your car. Yeah, I told you I got offered sticker for my Volt, right? Yeah. I have 90,000 kilometers on it. Yeah. And they offered me brand new sticker price for a five, four, four or five-year-old car. And I'm sitting here going, well, you must have done that for a reason. Yep. That's insane. There was a, uh, there was a, oh, who was it from? I don't remember off the top of my head, but someone that I follow on Twitter made a tweet about how like their best investment over the last few years has been their car. And if you told them that when they bought it, they would have called you an idiot. Like me too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely mine's gone up crazy. in value. Yeah. I have driven it around. It has saved me a ton of money because it's plug in hybrid. Yeah. And, it's apparently worth more than I paid for it. And, and yeah, to be clear, I'm not even talking like best investment, like, oh, it enables me to drive to work, which is extremely important. I mean, like they made money on the sale of their vehicle. <laughs> like that's wild. Usually you're, you're used to like people warning you like crazy, like buy used, whatever, because the second you drive it off the lot, it loses value, blah, 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 blah. And now we're in a situation where people that bought electric cars a few years ago are selling them back at a profit in some situations. So that's nuts. I think I think uh, on Brandon's Model X, he got offered near what he paid recently. Yeah, 
That's crazy. <laughs> okay. That's wild. Speaking of, this question is from a Brandon. Hey, Linus. Oh, hey. If you never met Yvonne, do you think LMG would still exist or have been successful? No. No, it wouldn't have existed. It was uh, based on Yvonne's... I owe her everything. And I mean that in not like a, like a cheesy way, in like a literal way. Um, I, was, I was very depressed um, around the time that I met her. I was doing a job that was destroying me it was it was sucking the soul out of me um i was in school which was not compatible with me at least young me i maybe i would have done better if i had gone back later doubt it uh thanks for that no problem yvonne rescued me from both of them she was the push i needed to go against what my family wanted and drop out of school and start my job at the computer store so that was first of all i exist today Thanks, Yvonne. Number two, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I would have killed myself, but it was a thought. And maybe something else would have pushed me over the edge. I don't know. And, and to be clear, because I think some people might not get this, I think you got it. My comment about you not doing better at school wasn't because I think you're dumb. You're not made for that. I really don't think I'm made for it. Yeah. Like, it's just... It, it, I love to learn. Yes. But not I, in that environment. On though. my terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're not made for that. It would not have gone well. It's just, yeah. So she got me out of school. She got me out of a job I hated into an industry that I loved. Then when it was time to make the decision to leave NCIX and set out on my own, I use the word on my own extremely loosely here because it was it was on my own, but with like serious backup. You know what I mean? You know those, um, um, uh, you know what, it doesn't, it, it doesn't come to mind in a way that's eloquent. But the point is that the only reason I was able to start Linus Media Group was that Yvonne, with her job at the pharmacy, was taking her pharmacy paychecks and writing them out to Luke and Ed and our operating costs. That was it. We were literally just paying Luke and Ed out of Yvonne's pharmacist salary. I also had the confidence to set out on my own because I knew that no matter what happened, we wouldn't be unable to pay the mortgage, right? We wouldn't lose our home, which was really important because we had a small child, right? We had our, our infant son. So- Loud boy. Yeah, so Yvonne in the early days in particular was working to generate the capital we needed to run the business day to day raising our child because I was raising our other child, Linus Media Group Incorporated, and doing all of our finances and accounting and like negotiations with um, all, oh, all of our business administration stuff, like getting business licenses and insurance and all that kind of stuff. So she was literally working three jobs uh, while she was... <laughs> Well, while she was also taking care of, you know, the man child that she married for some reason. That was a very motivating house. <laughs> I remember when I when I stayed up for like three days or whatever and had just like peanut butter and crackers and tested <laughs> the 700 series graphics cards. Yeah. And it felt like not necessarily more than what was happening in the rest of the house. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> so if I had somehow managed to start LMG. Like if I had lucked my way into working at NCIX, starting the YouTube channel and, and setting out on my actual own, 
Would it have been as successful? The answer is no. Yvonne has pushed me at every stage to be more organized, to take a more structured approach, to build the business properly and do it responsibly. There you go. From James, given the inf infrastructure and facilities you've built, do you see a future for LMG as a production company that could bring in smaller, newer creators into the LMG family to benefit from your editor's equipment or expertise? I'm going to give you the blunt answer. There's no money in it. Sorry, that's just the way it is. I mean, we'd love to, uh, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd love to, like, what? What would it even look like, right? I, I remember reaching out to um, a relatively small creator at if the there, time. If there is money in it, it's, like, almost abusive. So you don't really want yeah. to do it anyways. Yeah, you're basically an MCN at that point. Yeah. Um, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, there was an early creator. There was a creator uh, in our earlier days that I just loved who was super small on the platform. And I was like, hey, you know, we have this sponsor selling infrastructure. We have admin. We have a lot of knowledge about how to succeed on the platform. Uh, this guy's hilarious and amazing. And maybe if he didn't have to like support himself in other ways, he could focus more on YouTube and, and we could make this make sense. Um, Killian experience. Still love his content. Um, and we basically like chatted a little bit and came to the conclusion, you know, I... I basically approached saying I have no idea what this would even look like, and I think we came to the conclusion that it just didn't really make any sense. Yeah, and it's we, never we, made sense again. We we sort of talked about kind of why earlier in the show as well. You can do it with an iPhone, and the editing that is needed. Like, there's some small channels that grow in no small part because they're fantastic editors and they use their editing to make their content really, really, really cool. Uh, but if your content's really cool. In a lot of situations, all you need to do is just cut it together. It's not that crazy. Um, so, yeah. You of know, course, you can make it better if you hire an editor eventually, whatever, whatever. But you can get started without one. Yeah, and I, I do think that there are advantages to working within an organization like ours. If I didn't, we wouldn't have people working here, obviously. But if you are, have you ever gotten to the point where you're already crushing it as an indie content creator, there has to be a really special synergy. I hate to use that freaking business lingo. There has to be a really special synergy to make it make sense for both parties because either there's nothing in it for you because I'm sapping all your profits or there's nothing in it for me because you're basically just an indie content creator eating my food, sleeping in my bed and using my toilet. Like, why are you here? <laughs> so yeah. There has to be some kind of symbiotic relationship that makes sense. Yeah. Or either one of us ends up being a parasite. All right. <laughs> What's next? This is a good segue. Uh, hi, Linus and Luke. Are there any new potential float plane creators that you're excited about? Also, does float plane contact specific creators, or do they always approach you? Uh, we've we've done both. There there actually are some some cool content creators that I want to pull on float plane right now that have reached out. Um, uh, With what time? Right now we have a little bit of a staffing issue that I don't want to get into too much because it involves some like personal information stuff. Uh, but there's some development work on Floatplane that cannot be done right now due to a staffing issue that we are solving. It will get resolved. And there's a couple things that we want to implement uh, that would serve current creators on the platform that we have told them we are going to do and we are going to do and are mostly done, but need to be implemented and can't be right now due to said staffing issue. And I want to solve those before we 
bring more on. Um, and that will be done. And then we'll bring, we will bring more content creators on. Again, there are, there are some in the, I don't know what I would call it. It's not a queue, uh, but there are, there are some that have reached out that are, that are really exciting and I want to bring on. And I think it'll be really cool. And it'll happen. Just not this second. Slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, McNugget says, one day I want to hear Yvonne tell us why she stuck with Linus for such a long time. Sounds like a very risky venture. How do you know I'm not really good at sex? (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, you're efficient. You have three kids. (laughs) Why did I put this down again? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. The worst part of that laugh is that as someone who had a room across the hallway from us, he's probably I, was, the, I wasn't going to mention it. He's probably the only one other than Yvonne who would actually know. <laughs> All right. Uh, composure. I have no segue for this question, unfortunately. But from Cody, what do you think of 3D printed homes? Seems cool. Seems like... Probably there are more efficient ways to do it for now, but maybe someday it'll be cool. There's some problems with it as far as my understanding, because usually they just make completely solid cement walls. Um, So like wiring and ducting and things like that are complicated and stuff. Um, But yeah, cool concept. Excited to see it develop over time. Uh, From Alex, what do you think of iPadOS's floating windows or anything that was announced at WWDC? I haven't watched the announcement. I didn't even watch our video yet. I will. Neither have I. The, uh, the truth is, like, I, that ecosystem, no amount of floating window or new icon pack is going to make that ecosystem make sense for me. I use my computer for gaming. I like rolling my own crap via, like, Plex and, like, having a home server and stuff. I, I just... Apple would need to seriously change its approach and attitude to even begin to court me as a customer. Yeah, like core core parts of it. Yeah, like if 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 Apple took a run at framework in terms of disclosure, I'm invested in framework. In terms of you know uh, repairability of their devices, you got my attention. But they're not. They just keep pulling the same crap over and over and over and over again. And we just keep lying down and taking it over and over and over and over again. So there's no one to blame but ourselves, like consumers, I mean. Well, they did announce gaming on Mac uh, with two examples, No Man's Sky and Resident Evil Village. Neither look like they run great. (laughs) But gaming is coming to Mac. Gaming's not coming to Mac. Gaming has always been on the Mac. They just just, forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just always been like... Almost no games. Like Blizzard had a lot no, of support. No, there back has in not the day. always been no games. Back in the nineties, gaming oh, yeah, on Mac was freaking huge. Yeah, and Apple just makes sense. Crapped on it. Original. What, what they was just it? got too cool for games. And the irony of it, the irony is Marathon they spent they spent so much of their marketing resources on branding the PC as boring and for business. When they were cool and for entertainment. What the a- Apple? They could just... It, why? Uh, yeah, like Bungie. 
uh, company that went on to make Halo and then Destiny and stuff. If I remember correctly, they they originally were an were an Apple essentially only game developer. Um, their their first game I think was was Marathon. It's I just, believe it was called Marathon. It's baffling, man. Like there's old keynotes where you see Steve Jobs talking about how amazing gaming is on the Mac. Like they just only care about money. That's why gaming is such a huge focus for them on iPad and iPhone, because that's where they can profit from the microtransactions. That's why they don't give a about Mac. They should. This. This. They should. What? They should have just made their own store, like Steam. Well, they have their own store. They, they have should have just made their own game store on, on a. Uh on mac yeah they could but the problem was that with the mac if they clawed back the ability to just install dot dmgs from anywhere uh, users would revolt it's just that we accept it on ios because well it's for our security it's for our own well-being apple's taking care of us <laughs> yeah. sorry there's a whole thing poor jonathan horst wrote uh -huh. in here about the WWDC 2022 announcements. Oh. Uh, why don't we talk a, a little bit about... There's probably... Um, yeah, if, okay. M2 is better and more efficient, has a more powerful GPU, still Thunderbolt 3 slash USB 4, same graphs as ever. I feel like he's gotten so much more cynical about Apple since he started working I here. really think so. Redesigned MacBook Air. It looks uh, like a much thinner, fanless MacBook Pro with MagSafe 3 and a notch. Uh, no ProMotion or XDR, but brighter at 500 nits. 10-bit display, 1080p webcam. M2 processor still only supports one external display. Price around 1200 bucks. Okay, software stuff. Pick your faves, it says. Uh, iOS 6 has a more customizable lock screen. Cool. Can I put my icons wherever I want on my home screen? No. No? Okay, Dang. well, why yourself then? Because that's really stupid. Yep. Like, it's just... It, it, you gotta imagine it. You gotta imagine... The meeting where every once in a while someone brings this up like hey should we like finally do that and it's like no there must be some stupid just asinine philosophical reason for not doing it Ugh. yeah metal three oh i did metal i did FX upscaling i will say actually someone sent me a bunch of tweets after the last wan show where we talked about that yeah. and we show both our phones about how our home screens are clear there is some weird kind of janky way to sort of yeah you it. can put an invisible icon yeah. down i think yeah that's stupid yeah that's really stupid but i think it's cool that you thought about that and did that it's just stupid that that's what you have to do uh but yeah uh metal metal 3 has like um dlss fidelity effects style like upscaling now which is which is cool cross-platform features and services you can mark as unread and iMessage. iMessage didn't support mark as unread uh, speaking of security things, there's a new feature on watchOS 9, medication reminders and logging. Scan your drug, schedule it, and be alerted of any potential bad drug interactions. Oh, that sounds like a liability nightmare, but that's a it cool feature. It sure does sound like a liability nightmare. Yeah. Oof. Huh. It does sound like a cool feature, but like, dang. Like a very cool feature, but if I was Apple, there is no way. I wouldn't want to hold that information... Well, I don't even mean that. I At mean, all. I mean, I mean, uh, um, screening for drug interactions. What if oh, they get yeah. it wrong? Being like responsible for that? Yeah. Spooky. Very like, spooky. Drug interactions are a big deal. Mac OS 13 lets virtual machines run apps via Rosetta. 
and non-Apple SOCs can officially can unofficially run Rosetta too, which is pretty cool because it means that you could use Apple's Rosetta on like a Snapdragon machine and run x86 oh, applications. Cool. Yeah. That wasn't talked about during WWDC, but <laughs> it's pretty freaking cool. Uh, Anthony put this in. There's there's a whole bunch of super technical stuff here that I'm sure we'll get into in more detail when we actually make a video about it. But uh, that is, it is not this day. Uh, I had a falling tree ask on YouTube. Why are we doing shorts? Here's the message. I enjoyed the original video, but I'm not a fan of you guys advocating for the short video format that YouTube has been so desperately trying to push. Don't treat your fan base like idiots. There are so many super talented people in this community. Okay, I was with you up until the beginning. Yes, YouTube is pushing it super hard, and you don't have to be a fan of it. But uploading short-form content is not treating our audience like idiots, and there are lots of perfectly talented people, I don't understand what that had to do with anything, that do enjoy short-form content. This is honestly feeling like for part of our community, a bit like an old man yells at cloud moment Absolutely. here because I don't personally prefer them either. But you can't ignore that there is an enormous appetite for this content and that it doesn't have to be bad. Just because something has really punchy editing and a lot of text on the screen does not mean that it does not contain good information. And... I got to show you guys, like, we would be insane at this point to not take advantage of the way that YouTube pushes shorts. Also, if you need evidence that you are in the minority in terms of hating it, the numbers are right here. YouTube doesn't show you these ratios anymore, but particularly, excuse me, particularly the ones that are successful are hovering right around that average like-dislike ratio for the channel, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of 97 high percent. Also, like these view counts are crazy. We, we, we literally squeezed another 3 million views out of turning our 12900KS IHS to copper. Like it's content we were already making anyway. Look, we got another 4 million views of exposure for that super cool VR glove project. Like at the end of the day, our job is to light fires, right? Light fires of technology passion. And if this is what it takes, putting some silly text on the screen in order to reach a new audience, in order to reach 3 million more people, well, so what? I'm... I, I don't know. I'm it's, not against shorts at all. I I I don't like them. I find them more digestible when I'm on my phone because it's it's rare that I'm going to be on my phone in a situation where I want to watch like a 10 minute long video or something like that. Um, so if I just want to like see a couple things really quick, I might check out shorts. Um, I'm not. I just full transparency. I literally don't know if I've ever watched an LTT short. Um, so like I don't know, but some like of them have done the well. the short as a, they have, there's some that have done extremely well. I've looked at that. I just don't think I've necessarily watched them because usually I just watch the whole video if I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, because that's like that's the way that I like to consume that type of content. Sure. Uh, but I'm not like against shorts as a concept, and they're not difficult to dodge. YouTube communicates quite well that it's a short video. Just don't click on it. Click on something else. And then YouTube will honestly probably learn you to a certain degree and not recommend it to you as much. It's not this is it, it's not really that big of a deal. This isn't the the fight that you want to fight because you're gonna lose. <laughs> like just figure it out, find a way to navigate the space. 
So yeah, it, it is it is what it is, and I do not make the rules. This is a this is a don't hate the player, hate the game moment, guys, here because the second the second you start to slip on YouTube. Oh yeah. You are just one more small stumble from the valley of irrelevance. And it's happened over and over and over. And yeah. you know what's funny is one of my favorite examples to point to of people who used to be huge on the platform and just faded away into absolutely nothing. Ray William Johnson has actually experienced a huge resurgence courtesy of shorts shorts he's freaking like kind of big again look at this he's getting he's uploading like daily getting anywhere from a million to three million views a video whoa no way where ray william freaking johnson is back no way that's crazy i know right interesting i i didn't really watch him back in the day but he was huge yeah, he was literally the biggest YouTuber on the platform. Like, yeah. by a lot. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. That's cool. Uh, what else do we have? So why are we doing shorts? Because shorts are a thing. Yep. They're, it's, they're here to stay. Man, what else we got here? Wow, there's freaking a lot of stuff that we actually like didn't... Oh, we really got to talk about this. Ivan's Ukraine Charity GPU Auction. Yes. Whatever the Titan XP raises will go towards this. Uh, let's go ahead. What is it? Um, oh, wait. Is this? Oh, okay. So for people who wanted more detail about the exact uh, project that um, that we're funding, apparently the amount was so much that they were able to like put together a specific project rather than just that's general awesome. funding. That's very cool. So this is the project. That's pretty neat. Top-down estimate for this project is 20,000 euro, including running costs for six months. So massive shout-out, our community, by the way, for helping out with that. Is and there any way for people to just donate to this directly instead of buying the GPUs? I do not know. That's a good question. Bell, do you know anything about that? I believe... I can get a link and put it in the descriptions. Anyway, it's all going to SOS Children's Villages, oh, Ukraine. Um, and it's they're dedicated to helping war orphans and vulnerable children in general. They operate in 136 countries. We've still got a few auctions you guys can check out. So yeah. we've got the uh, Star Wars Special Edition Titan XP. This is a very rare GPU. Super cool, super cool piece of Ivan's collection. And then there's a handful of other ones. Are those in the description for the video already, Bell? They sure are. They sure are. All right, fantastic. Awesome. So you guys can check those out down there. So far, we've raised 8,000 US dollars. And I already announced before, but LMG is matching the community's bids on these GPUs. So thank you very much for that, you guys. Um, really excited to be able to uh, help out in the ways that we can from so far away. Money, pretty much. <laughs> uh, do we have any more... Uh, merch messages. Uh, we do. We have uh, one more from Robert. Any new products you can talk about coming to the LTT store? Um, I don't think so. Probably nothing I can talk about. That's what, yeah. Um, There's new products. Jacob B says the cap broke on a single drop and leaks water even before the break. 
uh, you can contact customer service about that. You don't need to buy a new lid. We, we like stand behind our products. You should contact customer service if you have a problem. Just want to say that, uh, Jacob. There's still time to cancel your order. Contact customer service. We'll get you taken care of. Uh, any new products coming that I can talk about? We have shorts. Like shorts. Ah. We have shorts coming. Uh, we have a bathing suit coming that looks super cool. Nice. Hopefully it will be in time for summer. Otherwise we'll be totally off season. Otherwise you'll be able to have it for next summer. Yeah, otherwise it'll be another like swack it wan hoodie situation where we're finally flush with stock and it's like, oh, it's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Hoodies. That's okay. We'll sell them in the fall. Uh, <laughs> oh man, what else is uh, what else is coming down the pipe? Oh, uh, paper notebooks. I think we're announcing those next week, so that's super cool. I still like notebooks. I've always liked notebooks. Yeah, dog. Uh, ours are super cute. They have like a, a graphic on them, so they look like a like a tablet. They have a little home button on the bottom and like a little like bezel. <laughs> so you're like you're writing your caveman <laughs> notes on a tab tablet looking thing. <laughs> Sarah designed it. That's cool. I uh, I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what else is coming. Socks are not coming anytime soon. I just have not. Do found... the shorts have zipper pockets? I would have to check. We have multiple shorts. We have sweat shorts coming. We have other more different shorts coming. We have swim shorts coming. So I don't know. I okay. To, need to get back to you on okay. that. Is that it? That's it. Is that the end of the show? Oh, man. Um, oh, Donald asks, have you considered a black oxide coating on the screwdriver shaft? That would not look that great. Um, that's what we use on the bits, and as you can see, it it comes off. So mm -hmm. um, it's a good point that it's a super resilient coating, but um, that should go to show you that doing a coating on it is just not going to work. That's why we've gone with a raw metal look. Uh, any plans on pool tech? Yes. Um, Bell, feel free to be a little bit more liberal in terms of pushing things through, as long as it's something we haven't addressed before then feel free to curate it because there's a couple here I could have talked about, I think. Uh, the pool tech one, I had a really interesting conversation this morning about. Is this the thing? Big brain. My brain went from this big to this big and then this big. Like the Grinch, but with brains. Yeah. Okay. So the idea was we dumped the heat from the pool, from the server room and from the solar panels into the pool. So we were trying to figure out, okay, how do we deal with that? Because you're going to have like pool water circulating, which has chlorine in it. So we were like, okay, we could get a titanium heat exchanger, stick that on the side of the house. Then you have a loop going back to the server room or up to the solar panels or whatever. So the hot side, and then you have a cold side going into this heat exchanger and that runs to the pool. So you heat the cold side and you heat the pool with that. And then you got the so independent loops, right? Then... I was looking through our video ideas, our video tracker, and I had an idea in there that was cool a PC with a lake. Like if you have lakefront property or like oceanfront property or whatever, just like huck a giant heat sink into the water, trench some tubes into your house and cool your PC with that. And I went, the pool. I should just submerge the heat exchanger so we don't have to deal with pumping pool water because I was all worried about like get hair getting stuck in the and leaves getting pulled into the heat exchanger yeah. and stuff like filtering it like blah. Now it has to be tied into the whole pool system itself instead of just being a simple loop. So I was like, oh, we could do a little alcove, put some little bars in front of it, just have like a radiator freaking in the wall of the pool. Then, then my brain grew three sizes that day. Oh my. And I thought, wait in-floor radiant heating but the opposite you do like a geothermal loop style thing 
right? Or an in-floor radiant loop, which is usually more like this style, in the walls of the pool. They haven't shot the concrete yet. It's still possible. So on Monday, we are going to shoot a video about the plan to use like in-floor in floor tubing in the like woven into the rebar of the pool frame and running that back to the server room to heat the pool. It's going to be freaking awesome. It's pretty sweet. Uh, by the way, there's a flow plane comment about this. I, I saw this happening and I made a mental note yeah. to, to make some notes about it and talk about it on WAN show. And I forgot. So I did not make the notes about it. So I don't want to say things. I'm going to get things wrong. Um, but the act man had his channel permanently demonetized on YouTube for some reasons that I didn't make notes on. So I don't remember. Um, my problem with this is I haven't had time to really look into it. This is what I'm saying. I don't fully understand the situation. Me neither. So I didn't want to come in guns blazing because yeah. that's how I get myself in trouble. Yeah. But on the surface, it looks pretty bad. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. But but it, exact same situation. I, I meant to dive into it more and I, I didn't. I had a bit of a crazy week. So I did not dive into it enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah. On the surface, it looks bad. So maybe look into it uh, because it seems like uh, if it is as bad as it seems, yeah. that he does need support. Yes. So. Um, L. Willow asks, kind of have a feeling this wouldn't be as efficient as a heat exchanger. Any HVAC specialist? So we don't need HVAC. There's no HVAC. It's just water being pumped up to solar panels where they're heated by the sun and then warmed and carried in an insulated tube under the ground into the pool. And then the, or, or sorry, excuse me, into the walls where the heat has to go somewhere, right? It can't go up. It can't go down because these are thin walls, right? Heat is going to take the, the, the quickest path, path of least resistance, right? Um, the outside of the concrete is insulated, so we should lose less heat that way. So it has to go somewhere. It can Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, so it will go into the water, where it will be lost to the surrounding area. The heat has to go into the water, ultimately, most of it. Um, and there's no, there's no HVAC involved. There's no, uh, there's no compressed gases or anything like that. So it's, it's pretty simple, actually. By, by the way, people are asking for a JASCO update. Oh, we shot the video. We shot the updates to the video today. I believe that video is coming out like imminently. So um, we were already two plus hours into the show. We'll we'll just wait for the video for that. Cool. Um, also, there was uh, on the dock. I see two mini unboxings. Two X mini. Ah, uh, we'll do that another time. Okay. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Is concrete thermally conductive enough for that to be effective? I mean, think about it this way. Is dirt thermally conductive enough for geothermal to be effective? Apparently. I guess if you got enough of it, is concrete thermally conductive enough to be effective for in-floor heating? Apparently, because people do it all over the world. So I'm not, to be clear, I'm not, I haven't done the math, but I'm also not inventing a, a new wheel here. Like this is a wheel that completely exists. All I'm doing is I'm taking a principle that already exists, which is putting plastic tubing coils or lines into concrete and then running hot water through it and radiating it out. There you go. 
L Willow says HVAC stands for heat ventilation and AC, uh, which as a whole cover what you want to do. You're technically correct, but um, I think the way most people tend to use it is talking like ACs, heat pumps, furnaces, not just like running a water loop um, in the ground. I mean, yeah, you know, you know what? From like an engineering standpoint, you're right. We should probably have an HVAC contractor involved. But it's pretty simple. I have heat over here, and then I need to carry it over there. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? No. All right. The best kind of correct, indeed. I'm just I'm just checking checking bullet plane comments, seeing if there's anything. I mean, by this point in the video, people haven't tuned out already. They're gonna sit here and watch me read bullet plane comments, right? <laughs> no, I'm Probably. Kidding. I'm kidding, guys. You're wonderful. Probably. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye.